It's time for the Daily Review, a podcast dedicated to reviews and discussion of TV, movies, and books. Look for us at Daily Review on Facebook and Twitter and dailyreview.com on the web. That's D-A-L-E-Y review.com. This is Paul. This is Caroline. And this is our continuing coverage of Netflix's Stranger Things. We're picking up with third season, first two episodes. We're going to do this season in two episode blocks. So that'll give us four total podcasts covering all eight episodes. These first two episodes are called... Susie, can you hear me? And the Mall Rats. The Mall Rats. So I guess... That was like a term that didn't exist before the 80s, right? Which is so funny, but yeah, because it seems so normal to us. Even though I guess the mall is sort of not what it once was in this 80s heyday, you can tell like the mall was like, looked like a circus. It was full of events and things like that. And when I visit the mall now, it is not that. Well, everyone's gone online, Paul. I think that's it. They're all in chat rooms having circuses. If you watch both episodes, you know that, that these characters kind of stick together. And so we're just going to cover it like that. Do you think Hop is coming on too strong with Joyce? I think that they are a long time coming situation. I think that he's been friend zoned for so long that he is playing this like a very, very long con with her being all asking her out to dinner and being like, but this is not a date. And like acting like that, even though, you know, very much he wants it to be a date, but he has to be like all proactive, but don't even Think about this being a date, Joyce. They seem like the kind of people that hung around the same town that they went to high school in, which, you know, very honorable people do, may have had some romantic hijinks that didn't result in necessarily a relationship in high school, but maybe some mooching and familiarity and things like that. I don't know. We don't I don't have that in my in my backstory for these two, but I definitely think that they've always had chemistry. They both they both were in marriages. They both had kids. They both had families, you know, away from one another. And this is like a this is like life 2.0, you know, like what happens now. Now they're both available. They're both here, but Joyce is not over Bob. I mean, everything that happened with Bob is so fresh for her. Watching those Cheers reruns, sitting there having those flashbacks about him, keeping the fridge picture up of him. I mean, she's just not ready. Do you think it's time for her to move on or should she just kind of be honest with Hopper and be like, I'm not moving on just now? I think that the trauma that they all went through between Bob and Will last season, I mean, was extreme. You know, I mean, she's got some massive PTSD. And it wouldn't be crazy if she even had one of those, like, I don't even want to get involved with another guy because guys I get involved with end up getting hurt, you know, because of these crazy circumstances of my family. So maybe it's even about, like, caring for Hop that she doesn't want to, like, invite him into the web of the buyer's household. Did it seem to you that both David Harbour looked worse than he had before, but Winona Ryder looked better than she had before. They eased up on on Joyce's hair. She had a pretty funky-ass hairdo prior to this season. This was pretty soft. They like gave her lots of bangs, and everything kind of went forward on her face. So I think it's hiding a lot. Whereas like last season, she just had like a lot of like running her fingers through her hair, kind of like craziness. Going well, we on. we called her. I think what was it? Frantic. 
was uh, yeah, the way she looked. Always frantic. And this, uh, she just seems a little bit more chill now. I mean, Joyce has always got some sort of craziness going on. So, you know, in this case, it's the the case of the crazy fridge magnets for her. She just seems softer generally, though, the way that her appearance is. But man, I could not agree with you harder about how when he turns around in the store to leave it, I saw a look at that dairy air, Paul. Let me just tell you, I was disappointed. I was like, what have you been doing? Well, what fir- happened to Hop's ass? The very first shot of him when Elle and Mike are smooching in her room and he's in his recliner and he's like hating what he's having to live through right then. It was like a dead on shot. And I, and I thought to myself, geez, he put on some weight, which doesn't make any sense because between last season and this season, he played Hellboy, a role for which he really kind of bulked up in a in a muscle building kind of way, not a getting fat kind of way. But I wonder, so if you're muscle building and then you cease that, what happens to that bulk besides it just looking bulky? Mm. Good question. Ooh. I mean, the, 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 the policeman's uniform, you can tell he's got kind of big arms under there, but but you can't really tell much else. Nah, I mean, I, you know, there's there's a reason why there's a like a, a man in a uniform, mm, like that's some good stuff. This is like ill-fitting business right now. I mean, y'all. This <laughs> they is, used last season's costume. I don't even yeah. know. Maybe they used someone else's costume. I don't know. But man, his butt looks so bad. So bad. So what a, bad. What a crime. It was a crime because, I mean, he is one of those guys that like, I feel like for some of us who watch the show, there are there's not that many characters to feel like, you know, oh, I'm going to turn in. I want to see like what's up with old David Harbour's B butt this week, you know. And it's like, oh, man. Took that away, Schnock. That moment when Elle and Mike are on her bed and they're getting the talking to. Yes, boy. Did oh my god? What did your little gut tell you when he leaned over and started whispering in her ear? Um, every single part of me was like, Mike, what are you doing? I felt for Hopper because this was a time when parenting styles were changing drastically. This was a time when all of our parents, you know, they were like, no nonsense. They were all, these are the rules, follow the rules, the end. And this was morphing into a time when parents had like heart to hearts with kids. You were supposed to sit down and be like, I'm listening. Let's set healthy boundaries. And that is not the way that Hop is going to like live his life. But he tried so hard by scripting stuff with Joyce and sitting there and trying to like practice all that. That was so adorable he didn't expect to be disrespected though oh my god paul that was awful i mean really even right when mike was like i think we're in trouble i was like what are you doing what are you doing that was oh paul that was so bad i i feel like i would have just like if you had leaned over and whispered to me and my dad was talking to us i would have pushed you off me and been like like i would have kept eye contact with my dad pushed you off and been like i don't know this guy <laughs> like he is not with me because i do not want any punishment for whatever antics this guy's pulling ted is a big disappointment so far this season can't satisfy mrs wheeler he's a shitty dad to teach mike such disrespectful ways ted wheeler you leave us wanting ted wheeler is always leaving us wanting oh god yeah for sure. So how did you feel about how Hop ended up dealing with it? Did you feel like that that was like a... That's a Band-Aid. That's enough to get you to play your theme song on the way to work the oh next morning. Oh my but, God. Uh, how much was your heart melting when he was like singing the Don't Mess With Jim song? That's uh, uh, That song's built for Hop. I mean, that, that if he had a... Uh, 
if it was 10 years later, he'd have that'd be his 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 ringtone on his phone. I love it. You're so right. The whole though like your mom called or something going on <laughs> with your grandma. He's like, "What happened with Nana?" Oh my god. That was just like so good. That was so good, so quality. I I loved every second of it and I loved the whole like the locking door scene where Mike's like going to try to get out of the truck and he just like keeps hitting it with his finger just like super like serial killer like kidnapper like click click and he's like frantically clawing at the door. I loved that whole thing. Hop is I I tell you Paul I tuned in for Hop. I mean just being honest with you. He's a good character. He is who I'm after, my friend. So I don't care if Joyce goes out with him because I'm cool with him staying single, to be honest <laughs> with you. But Joyce, oh my God, could she be more flighty, Paul? Did she get any less flighty over the year? No, she did not, Paul. That that new that new framing hairdo is, is not concealing a more put-together brain because she says yes that so she's going to meet up at old Enzo's and then freaking gets completely sidetracked with Mr. Clark. I understand that the case of the fridge magnets is very pressing for her. I get that. But like she's had some pretty weird shit go down in her life. So I, I guess when magnets stop no, working, but why wouldn't you call Enzo's and say, can you please take the phone over the guy smoking in the middle of the restaurant? Yeah, that's my date. I need to tell him I'm not going to fucking show up or I mean, or just send a note. Send a note over, whatever. This is a small freaking town. Maybe she wasn't counting on getting so many demonstrations from Mr. Clark. Like, those take time to set up. Well, he's a science teacher. He's going to show you how things go via demo, okay? He's not just going to explain it to you in words. He's going to set up that battery. He's going to show you. He's going to explain EMPs. I mean, he's going to do all this, okay? That's Mr. Clark. He's a regular Mr. Wizard. He, yes. Only a lot nicer because Mr. Wizard was kind of a cock. Yeah, that's true. Go watch some YouTube vids, you guys. Mr. Wizard was actually a supersonic dick. (laughs) It's a little tip for me to you. Now, do you think the L-Mike relationship is going to withstand this tumultuous time that we're getting into? For sure. Did you agree with the whole Lucas, Max, we're going to have to have a montage. We're going to have to have the girls and the guys go in different directions. And the girls, I can I can at least speak to the girls, but I'll let you speak to the guys. The girls, hells yeah. You come over, you tell me your guy acted wrong, I'm going to be like, look, kick him to the curb, girl. Like, let's get out of here. Let's go see a movie. Let's go freaking get our hair did at Glamour Shots. Let's going to go, let's pop a collar on a jean jacket and like give our sassiest smiles. And, you know, let's find you a new outfit. Retail therapy fixes freaking everything. So, yeah. That's exactly right. And I would say you wait for him. You you give him the cold shoulder. And then if he doesn't come back to you, then you know what? You fucking kick him to the curb. That's the right thing to do. Now, boys, y'all have a whole different way of handling these things. First of all, y'all lie. Start with that. <laughs> Boyfriends lie. That's true. The whole thing felt felt very true to life to me. And I remember being that age and the concept of my girlfriend going and talking to her friends was petrifying. Oh, yeah, it should be. Because we're talking about everything about your flaws. Yeah. We're not sitting around oohing and on. We're sitting around saying like, you know what? You could do better. Positive things never came out of those discussions. Very for the, few. For the boyfriend. Very few. So that those moments, I, like I said, felt super true. The, the idea of Lucas being this love master and the idea of buying stuff. Mm, yeah okay i guess 100 percent. oh my god paul we've seen this play out with winnie cooper and kevin showing up with your like shekels you have like no money and then the jeweler's like it'll be 50 dollars, and you have like 249 in your hand like yes that has happened on every tv show and apparently to every boy across the usa y'all show up and you go to the sears jewelry counter expecting to come out with 
the best CZ one could ever imagine. And y'all come out with like, you know. Right, a bear pendant or something. <laughs> Not even, it's like a stick pin. Like, like a Nana would wear on her lapel. I'm just like a teddy bear. Oh, hilarious, hilarious. But you know what? It's, it's, it's actually, it's a simple time, but it's still good friend advice, okay? It is, guys, if you fuck up, go get a gift and express your love via gift okay this is the right way to handle things girls if you're feeling down go find your girls and go surround yourself with the ladies get out there you know do your hair up put on a new outfit find your confidence again you know things will be right in the world like that because that advice stands the test of time you go to your grave you can be 85 and run in the same same exact play there last thing i want to mention about this grouping is just how um they've needed to adjust how they how they work mike and to some extent lucas into the framing of the group now given that finn the actor who plays mike has jumped up to five foot ten inches tall since we started when he was roughly the same height as everybody else leaving poor dustin behind at five foot four mm. so we noticed that Not toothless we noticed that he was uh that Mike was standing, like if there was a curb, he was standing on the street. That kind yeah, of, that like kind if of you guys notice, like so at that part where um, Max and Elle come out and and catch them in the lie, right? Basically see Nana's not the issue, you know? And they're standing by the by that bus. It's very clear that Dustin and Lucas are up on the curb and Finn is down. So I, I think that that was the other thing we saw constantly was that he was like- Not in the same shot. <laughs> or sitting like Indian style, like right. like sitting on the bed very like- like his legs all intertwined or when they're going to go do the ham radio, they were walking up a hill and L and Mike were the last ones. So they were low on the hill where mm-hmm. all the other boys were like high on the hill. It's a risk. So they were doing a lot to when try you shoot to with adjust. Kids age. Yeah. I yeah. mean, they, they did a lot. One thing we cannot go past Paul, because this is something that I know in your real life really happened. The phone call from the basement, mom's upstairs in the kitchen. Oh, you got a call. And the mom does not hang up. Does not hang up. That was actually some pretty hot shit acting on Finn's part there, how he just screamed like like he didn't need his throat anymore. So he could just scream until it was used up. <laughs> hang up. That was perfect. <laughs> not only that, but didn't you have a phone where even once you were hung up, you could still kind of press your ear to it. I did have this magic phone Listen that had. This, y'all. It's crazy. It had a speaker on the back of it that allowed one, if you were so inclined, to hold it to your ear. Whoever was on the phone could be heard through the speaker, but you didn't have to pick up the phone. You... It's super weird. We had this red phone. We still have this red phone around, and like we hooked it up in like in the house, and I was like, oh, we can't have this because it's like it is weird. You can like you can't. This is weird though. You might say, oh, a speaker. Well, can't everyone hear? No, you have to press your ear against the back of the receiver. Like if the phone is all the way hung up, and then you press your ear. Against Against the back of the receiver and you can still hear the phone conversation it is like witchcraft so why are 80s moms so gross are current moms what? so gross what does so gross mean hi billy looking good billy all that oh. shit oh mm, i think that sounds like a 40 something man dressing it. for billy <laughs> I think you're speaking of the MILF phenomenon, Paul. There weren't MILFs. MILFs were born in 
No, and they were MILFs. American Pie, which came out in the 90s. Baby doll, those were MILFs. MILFs existed on the planet before the word existed. And mm. Mrs. Wheeler was a straight up MILF. Okay, so y'all might not know this, but apparently in today's world, threesomes are easier for guys in their 20s to get than a guy getting a MILF. So apparently MILFs are like the hot ticket item. Like you can get a 20-something-year-old girl to grab a grab a friend and get a threesome going on. Apparently, no big deal. But now it's all about getting this woman who's like got her nails did, got that waxing going on, got that certain something, something, knows her way around the bedroom. This is the woman you want. You want the experienced lady who can like hold her own and like, you know, show you maybe a thing or two. Sounds wondrous. But is this the way moms are in public settings, like where they're supposed to be watching their kids? That's why those moms are there. They're all watching their kids. Like when one leaves, they say, can you watch blah, blah? Holly was her name. Blah, blah. Uh, yeah, this is the way moms are. Yeah, this is exactly the way moms are. Moms moms show up. They they don't wear the flip-flops that are flat. They wear the one that has the like the chunky platform heel. So it kind of pumps their butt up a little bit. And yeah, they go buy like a fancier suit. And they got the hair all, hair all did up. And, for the community yeah. pool for Billy. Yeah. All well, right. This is the cheap thrills that is being a suburban mom. Like, get with the program. Like, this is this is what this is what there is. It's it's all harmless fun. She's just doing the backstroke. She's doing her thing. I do have to say, there's like small little moments, like when she puts her arm up on the chair and they show her armpit and her armpit's all gray and whatnot. That is so fucking right on because women didn't wax in the in the eighties. Like they wax now. You wouldn't have that now because that's like all. Like we have invisible deodorant now. We have like the no show deodorant. Stuff. That stuff didn't, that was not going on back then. So like, you're going to have like that crusty deodorant grayness there. And they totally had that going on for her, which cracked me up, but like was very true to self. That outfit she was sporting, that was barely a bathing suit. That was more like a leotard. And it didn't look normal. Those did are it? different. Well, so like a leotard is going to like suck you in. Like it's going to be like a thicker, right? A leotard. It's going to be like a suck you in. It's going to like give you like, it probably is like pushing your boobs up and all that stuff. Like, so yeah, like that does, none of that surprised me at all. I know you might think it's like super gross, but Billy is like, a, he's in college now, right? Or a college age boy. I don't believe boy. he's in college. No. College age boy. I could go with that guy if you will so no yeah i mean this is what's going on if you go down to the neighborhood pool i'll I invite all every single one of you guys go down to your neighborhood pool and go i spy your local mrs wheeler and billy situation going on because it's going on all around every summer in usa it's going on now yeah. does it get to the level that billy and mrs wheeler get to i'm gonna say no do you believe that had the sister not been on ted's lap that she would have gone through with it I do think that Holly noozling up on Ted's lap on the recliner when Mrs. Wheeler came downstairs, which first of all, hysterically, Mrs. Wheeler, Nan, now what's her name? Karen. Karen was sporting her very best PTA meeting outfit to go see Billy at the right. hotel. Right, not exactly Those a sex white pot, slingback uh, pumps kind of look. Cracking me up. Cracking me up. What part of a white slingback pump is sexy? Oh, it just made me die. Maybe die. Anyway, so, but this was a whole Mrs. Robinson, you know, whole vibe going on. Totally like, I was just co making cookies. Oh, my boob fell out of my dress. Like, it's all that going on. I'll tell you this much. If Ted was laying down there in his underwear by himself, all slobbering with the TV going, I think she'd been fucking out the door. But cradling there, maybe Holly. Nah, I, I, that's, that's total lady boner killer. With regard to 
Billiam. Do you think that he's entirely Billy anymore? I have this theory oh, that he's no. actually not Billy at all. That he is actually some of that slimy shit reshaped into look like Billy and has Billy's memories, but isn't Billy. A hundred percent. I totally think that that little Day of the Dead, little quickity that we had over at the movies was like our moment to understand that there's like going to be a whole zombie situation going on here. Do you do you know what Day of the Dead's do you, plot is? Why don't you tell us all? That is the one where one of the last uh, groups of people living post-zombie apocalypse is like this small group of scientists that have a small military contingent with them to kind of oversee what they're doing but the big deal with day of the dead is that there's a zombie named bub that they manage to get to learn like they teach him something over and over and over and over and finally he can kind of talk a little bit and he can use simple tools including the rifle that they show him how to use that's the big thing they teach a zombie in day of the dead so i'm wondering what we're gonna see in this one well it seems like that billy is absolutely doing their bidding like whatever it is that's going on when he goes into those upside down i think when he's visiting the upside down it is mental more like than than like a physical shift that's my guess like his body is probably still in our world he's not like flipping that's my guess okay like it's more of a well so explain this more because i mean he was he, so he has the car accident he he gets drugged, which you guys this makes season three like far more scary to me, I think, than either the first two seasons. Was the entire this entire storyline with Billy specific has ratcheted it up massively to me. I can't ex exactly explain to you why it's so much more scary, but it definitely is. Like dragging him down those stairs, having him hold. I guess something there's something about a young girl not being able to fight against something. But a grown adult man, which we're supposed to feel Billy is as he was, you know, going to go lay pipe with Mrs. Wheeler. Then I definitely felt like he was he was supposed to be showing us that like grown adult man can't fight against this. And that to me takes it up a notch. So he's in that phone booth calling 911. And so you think his physical body is still at that phone booth when whatever comes out of the mist over there. Starts talking to him. He's still there. He he doesn't get flipped. But what? How? What do you think is happening in that flip? That's my going. That's my running theory right this second. Because Will was physically gone, whereas L could telepathically go. Yeah, that's right. Because she was in that kind of middle area. That that bl she could blank visit, area. Right? But her physical body didn't have to be there. Yeah. But then, like when we saw Nancy and Jonathan, remember they would like go through the tree and then suddenly be sort of like in the forest. Mm -hmm. Were they physically there or mm -hmm. mentally there? Yeah, that was like that was a physical portal. Okay, so then what do we? Th so you're saying that Billy, how would he have the mental ability that say L does? He wouldn't qualify as the other. How the hell the other people went? Well, maybe that's where like if he is made up of the rat goo. Um, what I'm thinking is that he's been digested, right? So he, when he went down the basement steps, when when we see him coming, running back out and and getting out of his car, he's already he's he's yeah, rat goo yeah, Billy yeah. So he has Billy's kind of memory and personality and all that. But this is just my theory. No, go for it, dude. And this so the, this is the exact he, place to vent that theory. He thinks he's Billy, right? But he's, okay. But he, but he's also not Billy, so he can't process. Things like vision and hearing like he could when he was a human. human Billy. Okay. That's why we get those weird All those hallucinations visuals. and all that stuff. And like where he's thinking his, his arms like ripping apart in the shower. 
and those strange motivations to hurt people and, and, and that kind of stuff. I don't think it's a strange motivation. I think that the motivation to hurt people is all about bringing more goo to the master. So I think yeah. that we're going to see that, which is also what scares me because it, that's very like Ted Bundy-esque to be like, to be like luring women and you know, and you taking th them somewhere like that scares me. Does that make Karen Wheeler like in danger? I don't know. It does if she keeps poking the bear. Mm, he wants to poke the Karen, but this is a different stitch. My theory would suggest either the girl lifeguard comes back as zombie girl mm. or. Well, goo girl. Or she was just eaten. And, you know, that's just the name of the game. I know. I think Goo Girl makes sense. Like, so so slowly the town would be being re repopulated by people who are goo people. Kind of a body snatchers yeah. kind of homage, which makes sense. Goo it's... people. I'm sure in the writer's room they were like, let's call them goo people. <laughs> the dailies will be into that. They do like their goo. Mm -hmm. Billy's storyline takes us to this steelworks. Do you remember any bit of the steelworks coming up? In seasons one or two. I don't remember that. I definitely remember, I mean, the whole concept of like electromagnetism is a huge theme throughout this this whole series. The idea of like these unseen forces somehow, you know, using our telepathy or, you know, electromagnetic forces. That, that I mean, it is something that blows my personal mind. The idea that we can like vibe off of things and everything it, it is it is amazing in its own weird way like i know it shouldn't wow me but there's something because <laughs> you know i'm supposed to be like an educated adult but but magnets still wow me like it, it is still like that's amazing that's something that i can't see is actually making things move that's fascinating to me i can i have a little i have a childlike wonder paul i don't know if you know that i do know that i wonder though if this is true or not but it makes sense to me like if I was opening up a steel mill. Okay. Well, this looked like a dilapidated. It did look like one that had lapsed, yes. But if I was opening one. Oh, yes. Okay. So we're back in the heyday of steel. Right. I would probably put it near an iron mine, right? Okay. Because iron is a big part of steel. Okay. And it's heavy, so you wouldn't want to move it too far further than I you see had where you're to. You're going with this. Okay. So. And you have to mine for iron, right? We know there's a quarry. As part of wait, dude, that's true, right? You dig yeah. for iron. Yeah, iron so, doesn't grow on trees, y'all. You gotta dig for it. So I wonder if maybe you know it can't all be mined out, right? So what if they're sitting on this gigantic iron deposit? Okay, perhaps. All right, and then we have this situation with Joyce's magnets. Right. And we have the situation where the thing wants to live at the steelworks where there would be, well, the whole place looked like it was made out of metal, but but then there might be enough f filings and junk and scrap and crap around there to kind of feed it. I wonder if it eats metal or is it is metal or if it interacts with metal or travels through metal. If it's magnetic, do you think maybe it's stuck to the metal like a magnet would be? Like it's attracted to the metal? I think it's definitely attracted. Like it's stuck to it though? But like it... maybe that's why he has to get somebody to go do its bidding and bring stuff back to him. What if his feet are stuck to it? I would Metaphoric bet... feet. I would bet that that's more of a it's not strong enough to leave yet kind of thing. Yes, yes. That's my bet on that. Yeah, I mean, it definitely seems like we're feeding some sort of crazy furnace fire, right? With the blown up rats. That was pretty wicked. Those and are so gross. Emulsifying rats is nasty. Nasty, Paul. So it'd be interesting to know what it was that the Russians 
were shooting into? Was that just like a, a wall of iron ore that they were shooting their their laser? laser. I I assumed that that they were kind of kind of in the same way that there was a Russian and American space race where yeah. there was competing technologies that weren't that different at the exact same time in two different parts of the world. I wonder if the technology to open a breach to the upside down was also within the show's continuity that same sort of thing yes it definitely feels like an upside down race but since they're russians they'd be doing it all crazy and wrong and, and haphazardly and dangerously and all well, that well definitely stuff. people are gonna die i wonder if maybe they shoot it we you know our guys shoot it into one thing we get one version of the upside down and they shoot it into iron and like the seam where they shot first and then the seam closed up again yeah, it's like it wasn't like the laser like wasn't strong enough to keep it from from melding back together. Yeah. Like no. it didn't permanently open it. It just made a crack and then it sealed itself back up. Yeah. I wish I'd paid better attention to um science class. Earth science, Mr. right? Clark. Right. When they were teaching about how to identify rocks and minerals. Who was your science teacher for earth science? Mrs. Lewis. Mrs. Lewis. I can't remember my lady. I I spend a lot of time fooling around during earth science. <laughs> Yeah, that's probably not restricted just to Earth science. <laughs> probably fill in any class with shut the, the postscript science to shut it. Shut up. You shut up over there. Don't make me put some iron in your, in your across your lips. I'll find an emulsified rat. I'll find an emulsified rat. Put it on your pillow. <laughs> you'll find it on your pillow. No, I won't. That's where you'll find it. I will not. I'll have it there first. <laughs> not find it there because i'm gonna smear it onto your face like like paint yeah so there enjoy that crude well sometimes you have to go there so all right you knew that that was a russian scientist like right away like you felt all the vibes the sweatiness the the looking like he was in poor health no what i got was the, was, <laughs> the was the uniform of the military man oh really it wasn't the sweatiness and poor health that led you to believe it's no Russian. it was the it was the uniform of the guy next to him that wasn't an american military uniform. i totally thought that was it looked like hank from um, breaking bad like a poor man kind of yeah i could i could see that not him though we thought for a moment there that it was like all right so they're in russia trying to bang into something, you know, on their end. We're in America and we know that somehow in Hawkins, Indiana, there's, you know, we're banging on the other end of this upside down, right? This is yeah. what we're thinking. This is what we're being led to yeah. believe. And then Dustin comes home from science camp and meets up with Steve and Robin at the ice cream shop. And now we're getting all new information. It makes me want to actually go back and fast forward in season one to the part when they do hear a little bit of that Russian talk and see if it's that same sort of coded crap. Ooh, listeners, I totally invite you to do that and let us know. Whatever the code was. I think it was. Silver cat. Yeah, that that stuff. Which that makes sense, Paul. The silver cat. Silver makes you totally think of uh, we're both nodding our head at each metal? other. Yes. You see where Steel. I'm going? They can't see us nodding. Steel. Slivers, right? Like that makes me feel like shavings of some sort. Cats and rats. That feels very like when the cat's away, the mice play. Then all the mice are running back to the cat or something. You're not in charge of decoding. There's something going on here. Well, I'm never even going to work a ham radio, so come on. You've been watching too much uh, classic Batman. That's, that's the kind of logic they apply <laughs> to the clues in Batman. Oh, my God. I didn't know you were even checking out my history. Great. Ignore the rest of that MILF stuff. 
All right, so Dustin's home from camp. We're at the ice cream shop. He's all talking up his girlfriend Susie in this ham radio, but it turns out he intercepts Russian code. How proud of you, no, how proud of me were you when I said, he said, I intercepted Russian communication? Well, that was pretty good because that was no inaudible. Hear that. And we didn't have our closed captioned on. So. And I was like, let me tell you what he just said because I speak fluent pre-K little kid. And this is what that guy said. Were you a little shocked that Robin, the scoop mistress, spoke supposedly four languages, including Pig Latin? Maybe she's home, like, this is summer break. I think this is supposed to represent summer break. Someone with that kind of background seems more like a college student. The, the idea of college in the 80s wasn't quite as, quote-unquote, automatic as it became in, like, later years. It wasn't like, oh, everyone goes to college. You know what I mean? I, I, I have no statistics on the matter. It, it wasn't. All, everyone I knew went to college, so I don't know. Yeah, but we we didn't live in the eighties like that. I know we were right. children, but I had an older sister, and she went to college, so she was apparently unique. ahead of her time. Right. She was one of the kind. <laughs> I don't know. Unikim. <laughs> nice. Okay, so were were you surprised that Robin was going to play into this translating of no. the Russian? <laughs> you were not surprised because we'd already seen that 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 Nancy and Jonathan were definitely locked up. And, yes, and, hardcore locked down that, and so Steve. Can't be left. No, he needs a new girl. Dangling. It's gonna be stabbing. And yeah, and so yeah, she's the girl his age in his scenes. So yeah, (laughs) (laughs) there you go. Ergo, they're gonna have to come together. How happy were you to see Dustin and Steve together though? First, can I just ask you that? That was actually a little uh, a charming little bit. Even Uh, when they faux lightsabered, and then Steve did this move where he did his hands. I'm doing. I'm mimicking it right now, where I'm acting like my guts guts are coming out. Oh my. God, I love friends like that. If, when I see friends like that, it's like I want to be friends like that. Well, and they are they're friends in part due to their hair, which is something you you uh, you have a lot of respect for. I'm sure I have mad respect for hair friends. I'm all about it, honestly, all about it. When Caroline was oh about Dustin's age, what? actually, girls would come to her house before mm. school to get their hair did. <laughs> And so she'd be running the, the blow dryer with the Aquanet. Mostly curling irons. <laughs> it wasn't really. I, I didn't have that. I didn't really have that skill of um, doing the round brush with the with the hair dryer until I was older. But it's really, it was like, you need to come with your hair, you know, clean and dry. And then I'll, I'll, I'll curl that mess right up. I'll put some gel in it. We'll, get, we'll work on it. It wasn't Aquanet, but. Nice try, Paul, but I'm an Aussie girl. Always have been. I love a good Paul Mitchell spray. It smells delightful. I love that smell. I'm all about hair. Yeah, good for you, that hair. Yeah, Paul doesn't have any, so it's a real bummer. It's a real uh, conversation void for us. (laughs) (laughs) I have to get all my conversation out with you all listeners. Let's get back to the Russians. So they're translating. There's There's this music in the background, like they're at a circus, right? Bicycle built for two is not a uh, Russian ditty. But what does that tell us? I mean, the idea that they're broadcasting from the mall doesn't seem to make much sense or like out front of like a Walmart or something where this kind of machine would exist. I figured they, they borrowed Jennifer Conley's horse from all those gifts that I love to use where she's just riding the riding the Indiana Flyer. Yeah, yeah, that that's pretty hot gif. It is, enjoy. But that doesn't help us with this. But I see, here's the thing. Like I'm willing to think that First of all, that they're not in Russia. You okay. seem to think that they're like 
still like they're in America, but they're like not in Hawkins. I think there's like a fair shot that like, you know, if we look at them all as evil, which like the protesters outside the mayor's office do, then I'm saying that like, what if the Russians like use the mall to like be underneath the mall or all malls for that matter? Do you think this ends in the destruction of the mall? It just might. Dun, dun, dun. Because before it was all about the school. So why wouldn't it be in the mall this time? Come on. It just makes too much sense. It really does. It's coming together, Paul. This is coming together really quickly. I am proud of Steve Harrington and especially the fact that like he realizes his power comes from his hair and he had to take that dippy hat off. Although I was a little bit bummed out that Dustin didn't follow suit. Take off that silly hat of his. The trucker cap. Do you recall what Steve's plan was wasn't he gonna go work for his dad or something there was that talk he laid that out for nancy old nance that he you know he could live that whole life but when she rejected him i think that things just went a little nuts i mean he he was hanging around with dustin for like a wee bit and then you know dustin obviously headed out to science camp to go nab Susie. so i don't know it's definitely th- i you know which speaking of paul do you think Suze is going to come in on the on the scene do you think she's going to like save the day at some point provide some information yeah i think we'll hear from her but i don't know that she'll um i totally think she's going to save the day she's going to like give some extra science information a la mr clark i totally think so because listen hear me out on this wouldn't it make sense to make a young girl some sort of hero of science and like take it away from a mr clark Dude, which is like an antiquated way of dealing but, with us i mean They've already got girls doing all the big things in this show. Yeah, but welcome to 2019. This is how TV goes now. And plus, I'd like to say that I'm a little weirded out how they're playing the girls. Like how Elle was with Mike the whole time, and then Max was like allowed to hang out with the guys. But like, I don't know, Elle wasn't really. It was was like very sketchy to me. Originally, in those scenes though, Hopper didn't want her at the mall. This is true, so they had to hang out. The factual, I understand what you're saying. It was just weird how like Max was Max was like one girl with all these guys, and then it was like, well, where's the other girls? Well, that that actually made it made me wonder or, or late to realize that uh, she and Lucas were actually paired off. Mm-hmm. I, maybe it's hard to tell with kids, but that seemed to lack like any actual chemistry or. Well, yeah, because I mean that it doesn't require any chemistry going out. At that age, it didn't really mean anything. Yeah, but Mike and Elle, like, like, they, like, giddy with each other. You know what I mean? Yeah, but... I mean, Max is, like, a problem woman waiting to happen. <laughs> a problem woman. She's, oh, my God. She's a future handful, that's for sure. That, that's... well, uh, speaking of for all the handfuls in the world, you're welcome. No. Too much <laughs> trouble. Ginger and all. That's it's just a whole thing. Much. It's definitely going to be a whole thing. But let's get back to the original troublemakers, Paul. The Russians. Where are they? How far away do you think they really are? Well, I believe that lab was... I mean, if you're going to fly a Russian flag, you got to be not in America. You know, that's not a flag mm. you can fly in the 80s. And mm. think of how much we hated the Russians during okay, the that 80s. Really, that really brings in a new, like, I don't know then. I really think something with the mall. Like, okay, so we were introduced to this mayor, right? The upside down could be like a, you know, a tube. You know, you open a door on one side, you open a door on another side, and you can go through. It doesn't matter right, if you're like in Russia. Like a slide slide. Like a hamster tr- tube, right? Right. I believe that that's the way it works. Like a water slide. Exactly like one. But with like roots and stuff. Well, and sometimes emulsified rats. Yeah. I don't know. That's what makes it slippery. Go from one side to the other. Goo. 
sort of like it's sort of like when the Goonies are, are going down to the pirate ship, like those slides. That's the slide. Yeah, if you take a good look at those slides, though, those were like very well made. They were like clearly made out of like plaster. Like they tried to make them look like rocks, but there was like no way. I mean, they were like very clear. They had like safety rails. One had Willie Lewis shit. Okay, so the new mayor. We recognized his face, though that face had had some work on it. Yes, Carrie Always uh, from lots of stuff. But most importantly, the 80s Princess Bride. Most importantly. That's exactly right. He is our Paul Reiser of the season. Paul Reiser and our Sean Astin of last season. Exactly. He's our big guest star. And and I think he's going to be villainous here. I mean, he clearly is getting some sort of like kickback from the mall people, whatever the mall people are giving him. I don't know. Maybe Russian ruples, whatever. What are they called? Uh, Yeah. Rubles? Not ruples, but rubles. <laughs> Three pebbles? I don't know. What you're I don't know. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't know either. But yeah, I think you're right. That he's not gonna be like, you know, nyah, 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 like like the big villain, but obviously it's oh, he, he's, he's gonna, gonna be have some nyah, like, nyah. yeah. I like, mean he's definitely gonna like twist up mustache. Say he fires Hopper somewhere in the season no, and takes away so? his, his ultimate power of being the well, cop. You do you know? know, I would say how many times did Hop say, I'm the chief of police in these first two episodes? Enough that you might say, Ooh. Mm-hmm. Ooh. Saying it that many times means you might, in a couple episodes, say, I'm no longer the chief of police. <laughs> right. Yeah. I noticed that, like, especially when he said, I can do whatever I want when he left the... Oh, yeah. With the Chianti, he called it. Right. <laughs> Paul doesn't drink it all, and even he knew that was Chianti, so that's fantastical. You know what? Who is going to be the real stars of uncovering this story, though, Paul? Who do you think is going to really dig deep Nancy Drew and Jonathan this shit right up? Yeah, they're a regular Scoops McGee, those two combined, the one reporting powerhouse. So he's obviously, you know, they're working at the the Hawkins Post here, and we are trying to make our way in the world. Nance is absolutely confronted nonstop with this male chauvinistic bullshit. The Can you solve the mystery of the missing condiments? A semi-famous face to fill that role, Jake Busey, who I know from a long time ago. He was in Starship Troopers. I don't know who's oh, yeah. uh, what he he's a lot of what he's done since then. But so I was referring to him as the as the Gary Busey like knockoff, and he's like, "Well, that makes sense since it's Jake Busey." And I was like, "Yeah, but yeah, I'm just gonna really just think of him as Gary Busey light, like really, honestly." He like, may not be in all eight episodes, but. He's oh, too he's famous to be in. definitely going to be some sort of foil, though. Like, he, he is going to cause some sort of trouble here. The mayor and Gary Busey Light, is up, these are the two that are going to be our major problems because we have the law enforcement on our side. So before, adults didn't listen to us. But now we've got Joyce who's going to listen, Hop who's going to listen. So you got to have some people in there who are going to be your obstacles, right? Who who are going to be the challenging adults to, to listen to us? He's going to do They're things like squash the rat story squash or the steal room. the rat story. Steal the rat story, yes. All these He's put rats things. like in their in their lunch bags and then laugh when they open it up. Right. And like, like little fake plastic rats and... Bags of dog poo. Oh, oh, I mean, he's gonna be horrible. He's gonna fire. be that prankster slash dick dude at the office. Yeah, very good loudmouth, Jake Busey. Yeah, no, Gary Busey light. 
GBL. So how did we feel coming back, Paul? This was like our big July 4th. Now, last time we watched this, we were hitting it at Halloween and it felt like a very spooky time and it felt like a time to be like scared and like we dressed like, you know, our, our numbered patients for Halloween and all this kind of stuff. How do you feel about this coming out in the summertime? How do you feel like it's started off here as season three? Uh, so far, the story is terrific. Um, it's got the exact same flavor of the first two seasons where it doesn't feel like they've dropped any any of the um, kind of urgency and, and intrigue that, that that was built in the first two seasons. It's a great continuation. The summer part of it, it's good that we're not tied up in school because that, that's... Um, a nice little little change because now their days are, are their own, so they don't have to mm, that's true. deal with school so much. So our main characters like have a lot of like hanging around time. The trouble is just like we mentioned, like they they waited so long to make this that now everybody looks a lot different, you know, in terms of like the kids, basically. You know, so it's hard to well, like like slow your roll. I mean, really it's only Finn. Who else is looking like drastically different? Well, Dustin's got a very characteristic look, but he looks thin. Did you notice how like, kind of like slim down and is yeah like like um like well, you do? I imagine you don't eat like a horse at science camp. You're probably busy with experiments. Now, Will Byers looks exactly the same. He does. He's sickly as hell. We do need to talk about Will for a moment. He is not doing great, and with Mike being very distracted with l i've got to say nobody's watching out for will and jonathan's busy with nancy and the case of the emulsified rats why is will just being left out here to whip around in the wind it's a great question because if you recall when season two picked up they were all over him about his whereabouts Mm-hmm. He couldn't go anywhere without an approved itinerary. Yeah. And I mean, like, I understand if that would ease up, but it's like he seems sickly. And even it seems like people are not even talking to him. Like, there's times when he's like, he was over there setting up the board game and he's like, hey, you guys, I finished the board game. And they, they had already left the basement. Like, there's a distinct feel of like ignoring him and not paying any attention to him, not just not checking in on his health and like what vibes he's feeling and everything, but more than that, more distracted from Will in a way that feels like, of course, awful. Are we perceiving that he is going through PTSD and getting kind of flashback sort of trauma, or is he being sent new information that is coming through on his wiggity connection to the other side i'm going with with this that his will tingle is is full on that it's current fresh hell for him me too i mean definitely always going to be mingled in with that ptsd because like when they were in the movies and stuff started happening in the dark you know i mean he was having like a flashbacky kind of feel too Mm -hmm. but i think like his hair going up on his neck when they're walking on the hill and you know moments like that where the rats responded he has that same like very primal connection like the rats did where he he gets that vibe quite literally i thought so too just just flashbacks would not be as compelling i mean it's it's sad to it say it doesn't but... even really need to be though you know like i don't need a flashback i don't the 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 demigorgons that is is you know a thing of the past i hope i really hope so I hope that's not what we're coming back to meet up again. Well, I think just like last season where we said the Demigorgon is like baby business compared to the bad guy for that season. Baby business. I think this creature is a manifestation of some upside down kind of thing, but in our world. Whereas that 
last year's creature was, or the previous season's creature, interacted with Will, and but he did a lot of his his bullshit on the other side. You know oh, what I mean? Yes, yes. Whereas this this year's monster, he's here. Well, and I feel like it it has to do with again that like something that's around you all the time, but you can't see this concept of like energy or like magnetism or whatever, like that 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 feel of like life forces around you. That's real, you know. That that that's why again, where I said like the season feels scarier already because there's something that's more rooted in reality in a funky way than past season like i'm not scared i'm ever gonna meet a demigorgon like i'm just not but i think you could screw around with the way that you know our body our body chemical makeup you know does use electromagnetic pulses to to create life you know like there's some that's like real stuff so in that regard it feels more realistic like like this could happen if you were going to be scared of anything i'm always scared of something that could be like a little closer to really happening than just like a boogity monster. So this is like a little more messed up. And the idea of the body snatchers, the that the, you could be looking at someone's face, but they're not really who they who they are. That's scarier to me. Like that, yeah. like looking mm-hmm. at Billy, knowing that Billy is going to be like hunting people is scarier to me than the Demi Gorgon ever was. That's so I point. think it's already scarier. Already scarier. I can't wait to dig into the next two. Thanks so much for listening, you guys. Bye bye. Catch us on iTunes or your preferred podcast software, our website, dailyreview.com, that's D-A-L-E-Y review.com, Facebook or Twitter, or wherever you find us, please leave us a comment and a rating to let us know what you think of the show. Thanks for listening, pod people. Thanks for listening to my mom and dad. You don't have to go home, but you can't stay here. Just go home, folks.